Hello, everybody. On today's episode of the Do The Stuff podcast, I actually interview my sister, Kylie Chen. In it, Kylie shares how she was able to save her international traveling company when COVID hit by pivoting to building a glamping tent brand near the Western National Parks. She talks about the challenges that come with extreme pivots like this and how having the right partner and team helped her withstand some of the early criticism that comes with extreme pivots. Since the initial challenges, she's been able to scale her glamping company, Wander Camp, into one of the largest in the United States, and is now starting to build A-frame cabins and develop the glamping land they've acquired. And so with that, I'm really excited for you guys to hear the great things that she has to say. So let's jump into it. Well, welcome to episode uh, two of the podcast. Still doesn't have a name. <laughs> At present, I named it the Derek Brown Show, uh, which I just don't like. It feels a little douchey. Uh, they say only to do it if you're already famous, but <laughs> you know, which makes sense. You know, if it's like the Rocks podcast, you're more likely to, to watch it. But what's hard is if I was like, the real estate investing podcast, well, you know, I also work out and other stuff. And so I don't want to like pigeonhole myself too much. And so part of me just wants to do like the Derek Brown po show or podcast or something and forget about it. But anyways, today I have my sister here, Kylie Chen. Um, she's a lot more, she, she could have a podcast called the Kylie Chen podcast and, uh, <laughs> she's got a lot of followers and, uh, is, is a way bigger deal than me. So I don't know, excited to talk to her today. It's kind of impromptu. So, uh, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, anyways, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. They have a lot of cool projects in the work and she's never at home flying <laughs> around the, the world. Where is home? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Yes. Um, what do I do? I am an entrepreneur since, do I look at you? Uh, I like to look <laughs> like, this way. Where do I look? This is my better angle. I feel awkward just staring here. So yeah, you can look at me. You can look over whatever. Okay. Yeah. This is both, a cool both actually studio, look good. by the way. Thank you. Like very professional. Um, yes. So I am an entrepreneur. My husband and I work together now, officially as of last year. We have um, several businesses in the hospitality space. Um the main one right now being a, I don't know what you would call it. I, I think I call it something different all the time now. What started <laughs> as a glamping company, we are in near seven national parks on private land that we've developed. And um, that is called Wander Camp. And more recently, we have launched a sister company to Wander Camp called wander cabins and we are actually building the first set of um treehouse a-frame cabins in glacier so the first i guess you could call it a beta yeah. of four cabins uh which if we're I had learning a, a lot if, if i had a, a jamie like uh joe rogan does i'd tell him to throw them up but uh it's gonna they, oh. they look really cool yeah uh, we're just waiting I'm on to see some shipping delays also but... <laughs> i'm going to just it's kind of in the camera way so Oh, okay. There you go. That's what's awesome about podcasts is you don't even have to cut this. It's just just the way they work. So yeah, almost that is nice. Add stuff, but uh, uh, yeah. Well, tell us more more about that. So I know you uh, you just broke ground. You actually have a team from Turkey in the United yeah. States right now in in Montana building 
Yes. How, how many at the same time? Just one or four, I we think? We have four. So we we looked all over the world as to where we wanted to uh, like design, engineer, and manufacture these because our goal is to be able to produce them at scale. Mm-hmm. So my, you know this, but my first business is an international travel. So I have built a lot of contacts around the world. So I knew that Turkey... Yeah. In Europe, uh, for Europe, Turkey is a big source of like lumber and carpentry. So we just thought to look there and we're by some miracle found an amazing team of engineers to partner with who flew out. Mm-hmm. They don't fly. They do most of their builds in Europe, but they flew out and got stuck in the storms in New York <laughs> for four days. They call it their nightmare trip. Oh, <laughs> I'm boy. like, please, oh, this is boy. not what the U.S. is like normally to... um to build these with us because they're a unique build. Like it's not, there's no, there there are plans for it, but it's not like a kit build where uh-huh. A, B, C, D. So they're here like building alongside us. Yeah. But we're still waiting for the windows because the U.S. shipping companies right yeah. now. So no taking recommendations <laughs> if you have any <laughs> ideas for that. Yeah. So I, so you said it's a miracle. I, I, this is something I don't know, but like how, how did you actually find them? I know you have contacts, but... It's like, that's so random to find yeah. some random company in Turkey that happens to be just way better than anyone in the States. And Yeah. And- I mean, you can definitely build these in the U.S. It's just we were looking for quality, efficiency, uniqueness, and flexibility. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to be able to work with a team of engineers more as a partner who would design these with us versus, oh, yeah, I'll make these plans for you, pay me for these plans, pay me for these, pay me for these. We really want it to be more of a collaboration. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I was um, – I did a lot of Googling. I did a lot of um, talking to mutual friends, and I can't remember exactly how we found these guys. I actually think I stumbled upon a random build of theirs on one of their personal YouTube channels – and then reached out to my friends in Turkey who knew them. Okay. So it was like this roundabout circle. And then within two weeks of that happening, my husband Andrew and I bought flights to fly out to Turkey. I and actually, that. we built one of these uh, A frame, the A frame model in Turkey in three days. We were there for a week. Yeah. Um, their teams are, their, their whole team is insane. And which is crazy. I mean, I've been working on. My house here, which first yeah. build ever, full house. But I mean, I've been, I've been at least thinking about it for nine months, and uh, yeah. finally did the utilities. But like, given that didn't have utilities, yeah. it was it was just the house model. So, and given like, if I knew what <laughs> I was doing, it would be like done by now. Yeah. And uh, and I've done like three or four flips. You know, it's not like my my sole priority, but to have it done in yeah. days instead of at least months or years, you know, that's that's unreal. And that I mean, right? We had. We, we booked our flights within two weeks, but we had, uh, I think, about two or three months leeway time, and this was in the middle of their winter. Mm. So I had sent them kind of the plans. I'm not an engineer, but I had sent them my uh, aesthetically beautiful plans. Okay. <laughs> my, like, Photoshop version of the plans. Like, I'm an aesthetic person, so for me, it's like, oh, floor-to-ceiling windows, and it's going to go in the forest, and, like, this is these are the Instagram moments that mm-hmm. it's going to create. And they were able to put together pretty quickly probably about 80% of what I wanted, and so we, when, by the time we flew to Turkey, they had already prepped all the materials. Yeah. Which is why um, 
which is our goal with these is to leverage their expertise, mm -hmm. have all the materials prepped so that when they come to us, we can build them quickly. Um, not in three days is not what we're shooting for, especially for this first <laughs> but build. It's still Honestly, like weeks, if we can build though. four in, in 30 days um, with all the plumbing and everything, we'll be yeah. like amazed. But in total, that's like 2,000 square feet between the four. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, they're decent size. They're about 500 square feet each. So, mm -hmm. technically on the books, they can cla be classified as a tiny home because the floor is yeah. under 400 square feet and then you have the loft. Gotcha. The main floor. Yeah. Yeah. That is incredible. I'm yeah. so excited to, uh, <laughs> to see them and... You know, it's cool. Uh, I feel like I'm more practical and you're the dreamer. And oh. so sometimes I see like the floor to ceiling uh, windows and, you know, it's just like, ah, what's that going to cost? That was Andrew. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the privacy? What about the, how am yeah. I going to sleep? You, but, can so you can solve for all those things. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so cool. And <laughs> anyways, uh, the property's amazing. So we're yeah. very excited. Uh, let's take it back a little bit. I know. So you started, you said you started international travel mm -hmm. and then, I mean, I have an insider scooping your brother, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, COVID yeah. happened and essentially yep. that just shut down. You had everything. How many employees at that point that essentially was zero money coming in and actually negative money coming in. Cause everyone was canceling uh, negative money coming in. Yeah. It was so scary. We actually had downsized our team a little bit right before that randomly. Um, well, we didn't mean to downsize them, but some people had transitioned uh. to other jobs, which we hadn't filled the roles yet, but looking back on it, we're like, oh, that was good. Little, so I think we only had five, miracle. the equivalent of four or five full-time people because um, it really operates like a travel agency. So yeah. a few people could do a lot of work. Um, but when you have negative money coming in, five people is a lot. Mm -hmm. and, so, <laughs> and so, yeah. So how do you think of, obviously like you're creative and always trying to, see all the different ways you can uh, manipulate a situation to uh, be most favorable. I mean, uh, studying business. So we both actually study business strategy. The same major. Same major. Same school. Uh, same guess, as my husband, too. I guess I'm a copycat, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Uh, but like from glamping or from international travel to glamping and now obviously glamping to what we're going to talk about later, but like mm -hmm. I, I actually don't know the answers, but like how do you, <laughs> how do you stumble upon glamping from international travel the same field i mean it's still yeah, like the hospitality. hospitality but still but totally different totally different yeah um really it was i was just taking advantage of any opportunity in front of me because when you have a business that you're you're used to doing a certain amount in revenue to go to nothing and it's really scary <laughs> it's not only really scary but it's kind of depressing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. you're like oh like my whole life i love travel it's like just what I live for. And so I should say I live for my family and uh -huh. then I live for travel mom. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so it was like, Oh my gosh, like this dream that I had, that I literally was my life dream that I could see myself doing forever. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what's going to happen. And at that time we thought COVID was only going to happen like last a couple months. Yeah. I remember that. Not like four years or three mm -hmm. years. It still impacts the travel industry right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so the, the, really what happened was um, everything closed down. I'm in Utah. Luckily, not as much closed down. But um, national parks closed down. Everything closed down um, in March. And then in June, um, Utah has five national parks. The national parks started reopening. Mm -hmm. And I love to travel. And, you know, my husband is adventurous. So we, we started traveling to the national parks because I think at that point, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, get uh, me out. I, I remember, <laughs> you know, I had like one roommate. We were working from home and yep. just totally stir crazy. And yes, I started running and then I got COVID and then I yes. stopped. And then oh. it, and then I think like for like a month, it was just 
doing yeah. absolutely nothing, you know? And yeah. And you didn't know what to do because mm-hmm. like there were certain stigmas about doing things, but the national parks felt very safe and very non-controversial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I can go there being like this wide, vast desert because mm-hmm. most Southern Utah, the national parks are desert. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of room to breathe. Um, and while we were there, we actually did go glamping, um, at a glamping, at just a glamping site, you know, glamping's not a new thing. Um, and I remember it was nice and it was expensive. Um, we had actually gone to do a project for a friend, so we were down there. But, um, I remember like sitting in the tent, had no AC, it was beautiful, yeah. but like in the middle of Moab Desert, thinking like, why does this cost five hundred dollars? Yeah, <laughs> I remember like helping you with your first sight. I oh yeah, I admittedly thought you were crazy because I'm like, this <laughs> tent is so hot. Yeah, no one's gonna stay here. But apparently, there's people way more adventurous than yeah. me, and and I I've, I've since changed my mind. And yeah, uh, it's camping. Awesome. Yeah, people love camping. Anyway, so we did that, and it was kind of in my mind like, oh, like this is an interesting idea. But I don't have any background in hotels. Really what glamping mm-hmm. is, is like you are running a tented hotel. Yeah. Which means the hotel is going up and down every single year. Mm-hmm. So it adds like all these hiring issues. But anyways, we wanted to – so in my mind, the first thing I thought was like, we should do glamping tours. I run a tour company ah. internationally and everything is shut down. People can't fly internationally, but they can travel to the national parks. So why don't we do glamping tours? Because we already have an email list. We have this market of people. Like, we already have the whole business infrastructure to run tours. Um, We had just never thought about running them in the U.S. because people typically road trip in the U.S. But COVID really changed the game because now people are a little more sensitive of any type of travel. So we were like, oh, maybe we can be a company that takes people on these amazing glamping trips to the national parks and makes it safe for them. Yeah. And so that's what we decided to do. But um, the goal was actually to partner with a glamping company, Mm -hmm. not to do it ourselves, like like a glamping hotel. Yeah. Um, but by for some reason, our reservation ended up getting dropped. Think about it. At this time, everybody was glamping mm-hmm. because hotels were like, yeah, I controversial. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like hotels, you're gonna get COVID. Like, uh, hotels had shut down, but glamping, it's like, oh, it's open open air. You're so they were booked. So mm-hmm. with, by dropping our reservation, meant nothing to them. And, and so it probably you, so you saw th- you saw them, and you're like, oh, we can do this. Like, yeah, and they're full, so we could barely get reservations in. So we knew there was a lot of demand. And then we booked out actually two trips to Moab and two trips to Zion mm-hmm. and had no place for people to stay because our reservations hadn't hadn't like stuck in their system. I don't know if it was an error. I don't yeah. know what happened. I think now it was meant to be. I'm sure. Because <laughs> we uh, wouldn't do what we're doing. I don't believe in coincidences. So. Yeah. So I was, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, in that moment you say, oh, well, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's tents set up in a desert with a bathroom. Yeah. That, that's what I thought. This is that. But you, you were there. It was not that easy. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was something for sure. We actually it, it was... um, getting to that point. So we decided to do this like one, two weeks, be- one month before the trip. We uh-huh. bought everything. So we bought some tents, um, which were actually really hard to source. But we were able to get twelve. Um, and the goal was to rent a bathroom trailer. But the bathroom trailers were all booked out because mm-hmm. think about all the COVID oh, testing yeah. stations. Like there was just no bathroom trailers, and so. We were like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to build a bathroom. So we bought all these things to, like, build a bathroom from scratch, you know, leveraged BLM's two-week commercial permits to be able to set up on their land. And we show up in Moab the night before – two nights before, one night before the trip. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, it is so hot. We have, like, two people helping us. Mm-hmm. It. My husband – I recruited my husband, too, who's down there, and he – 
eventually he actually started running the show because it was so much. It was so hard. Yeah. You saw that. And I, I mean, I was there. Then I remember, we had to call I you. We had, no, we had a lifeline. Oh, that's right. Because it was the next day. And we were like, like, oh my gosh, can you guys come down here? <laughs> we are literally like, this is a disaster. Mm -hmm. And you and Clayton and Maddie all came. Yeah. I think Kai might have come. Was she married at that point? I don't think he came. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So all my siblings came that were in Utah. And it was still a disaster, but it was less of a disaster. It was, it was fun. It was a good memory. <laughs> and uh, it, it kind of, you know, like the, the thing they oh. just they grind in your mind over and over again in business strategy. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Dyer will uh, love this story. I'm, well, I'm sure he's heard it, but it's just like, I love how you just pivot and pivot and pivot. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's no tough situation because anytime you're in a corner, you can just pivot. And, yeah. and as long as you're innovative <laughs> and thinking, you know, and uh, it doesn't yeah. always work out <laughs> smoothly, though. Yeah, that trip was rough. You were, I mean, you guys stayed in the tent. Well, you had the guts, Hot. you know, you had the guts to do it, and I'm like, I was thinking like you guys are crazy. And, <laughs> we were. You know, I thought that was it was a one and done, and you know, here it's three years later, and uh, you guys are killing it. So <laughs> to be honest, um, I that was one of the hardest phases for me as an entrepreneur because we got a lot of feedback, a mm. lot of crit criticism, a lot of critique because we didn't pull it off yeah. as smoothly as we had marketed it. Um, I, looking back, this is when you're, you're so grateful for business partners. For yeah. me, it was my husband at that point who was still working a corporate job yeah. and running these tours like, because I am like I don't know how. dying in the back. Mm -hmm. I'm just like overwhelmed. But, um, I don't know if I would keep, I don't, I do not know if I would still be doing it today Yeah. because it was such an intense, such a hard period. Um, it was so nice to be able to have someone who also saw the vision because um, at this time, we had a ton of people stopping. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. At the camp saying, oh, how can I book this? Like, is it on Airbnb? And we're like, sorry, yeah. you have to book a private tour. But in my mind, I was like, I want that person staying who wants to be here uh -huh. versus like these clients <laughs> that are like expecting this like really high-end glamping thing that yeah. we're not able to pull off right now. Oh. So Probably should have put it on Do Not Disturb. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, you, you were there for a lot of that. but mm -hmm. No, that was... Awesome, yeah. And I uh, I totally like I have so much respect for Andrew. Oh my gosh, uh, so do I. <laughs> Brother-in-law, her husband, just <laughs> he's he, like, he can take criticism and just like to the face. And just like whoosh, nothing. And I'm like <laughs> like I'm like dude, you need to like have you need to be like you need to do all the Instagram and YouTube stuff because the biggest fear is what people are going to tell you and like I'm like I don't think like, he like he, prefers <laughs> it being told directly to yeah. him so he can just just take care of it and move on, mm -hmm. which is Honestly, makes sense, but yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm but I'm like, it has like, to be perfect <laughs> before I'm gonna post this, and I'm trying to get out of that. But uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 harder for me for sure. So I have so much respect for him and a lot to learn out of that. Yeah, that was some learning moments. Yeah, but that's where I think you guys are good partners, though, because you will stress and like make it perfect because you don't want that, and then like that's just kind of an impossibility, even though we tell ourselves that it's not. And so then he can be there to kind of fix that. But over time, you know, you come from here and you, you've, you've just been able to elevate and elevate and elevate because yeah. it's almost like the perfect, perfect, uh, what do you call it? Refiner's fire process, you know? Yeah. What and, they call uh, it disruption from below, right? Yeah. You ha literally, we went to market with below the minimum viable product. <laughs> I don't even know if we could count it as that, <laughs> but you know, when you can underprice people and you know, for us, we found that the majority of people going to the national parks are budget travelers and they're flying in. Mm -hmm. Or they don't have camping gear. So we are like the next step up from camping. So after we figured out, re like redefined our marketing and our pos market positioning, and we're able to actually market accurately what we can offer and elevate it, 
um, it's been really good. I mean, we still get bad reviews and anyone in hospitality will understand that it's so hard, but we've been able to keep really good consistency. Yeah. I mean, you can have the perfect product and people will, I mean, I've done enough Airbnbs where, yeah. Where's the can opener? (laughs) Or like the kitchen's perfectly there's stocked. There's a thing of rice on the uh, <laughs> in the sink, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, oh. we're only, you know, it's a fifty dollar cleaning fee. We're not like building <laughs> yeah. a new house every single time, but <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Airbnb definitely gets a sense for that. <laughs> yeah, and oh. then a tent. You know, people are expecting this five star resort. There's a, a fly. Mm-hmm. Like you are in like, nature. Like there's spiders. Just call here. us and we'll we'll get rid of it. But if you leave your tent open. Mm-hmm. It is nature. Yeah. <laughs> so got to have thick skin oh. or uh, at least grow to have it. So Yes. Or have an Andrew. Or have an Andrew. Yes. So. Yes. You have to have a strong operator. You, when you run a business, you really need to have like a visionary mm-hmm. person that will push you to the limits and is super creative and you need to have an operator who's realistic. Like, um, yeah, we can have 20 sites, but we need 200 people and we can't hire 200 people and you know, everything's going to suffer. So you really need both. Yeah. Yeah. And one person can be both. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's harder though, you know, cause, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we hear yeah all different types and, uh, you know, I, but I think that's a really good duo and, yeah. and, uh, so anyways, good job. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want to talk about next? We uh, She actually had a meeting with someone else and then that canceled and I was like, hey, want me to interview you? So I don't no, have like a list of questions good. or anything. Um, but uh, I mean, tell us more. So I know you guys, since building this connection with this team in Turkey mm-hmm. for, it's not just A-Frame. Is it just A-Frames or? It really is a partnership built upon, I mean, they are an incredible team of engineers and carpenters. Mm-hmm. So um, our goal with that partnership is to build a lot of different, um, mostly tiny home uh, structures. So A-frames, tree houses. um, And by partnership, like you were the exclusive distributor distributor of their products in the United States, correct? Kind of. So we are creating our own products with them. So we're not... So they do uh, have, and, and then that subset. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that, so they do have like awesome. specific products that they they actually do a lot of ground up builds. So everything's unique okay. ac- across Europe and in Turkey. And then they do do some like quicker builds, like like we're talking about. Um, but yeah, we approached them. They had never entered the U.S. market, so our partnership really it's a win win. It allows Total them win-win. to enter U.S. and Canada and Mexico, and us to be able to tap into this like incredible team of engineers that has access to, because we have access to all resources in the U.S., but now we have access to all these resources across the US, uh, across Europe, mm-hmm. which is really cool because we are leveraging a lot of ideas from like Scandinavian design. Yeah. Which they have really cool uh, tree houses, yeah. A-frames. So well, does the U.S., well, but, but there's we a way There's a way to do it in the U.S., and we're all trained from the same schools, and so I'm yes. sure you're getting a much different view and you have to meet the same regulations but and europe is europe is actually much stricter oh well that's not specifically nice. turkey but europe uh-huh yeah yeah but the, you know it's just uh essentially you know it's zero to one and they've they've had a different process than most people in the united states so i'm sure it's quite unique and yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah and that's why they flew out um at the their main en- in core engineers because they're really excited to, I'm sure. to be in the U.S. because that's like a big thing on your resume. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you, the U.S. market wants to get into Europe and the European market wants to get into the U.S. It's like mm-hmm. a big, wow. And so are you worried, though, 
I mean, imagine Wander Cabins. That's the name of your. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that takes off. Are you worried that's going to eat into your market share between Wander Camp as well as the cabins you're currently building? Or if someone's like, uh, oh. I'm in Glacier and I want to build these cabins, are you going to say no? Or are you just going to open up to everyone? Or like, how, how's that work? Obviously, I mean, Our, there's, there's both sides of why it'd be good and bad. Yeah. I mean, scaling is always hard and it's always a debate. You know, some people franchise, some people mm. heavily control things. You could look at Chick-fil-A, they franchise, but they also heavily control. Um, our goal at first is going to be to build across all the properties we currently have in the next couple of years, um, the next two years. So, I mean, we can build 30 cabins, 30, 40 different varieties of these cabins just across our wander camp locations where we have unutilized land. Yeah. Um, and that will allow us one to become experts at building these in the U S because it's different building here than Europe. And it will allow us to have a ton of models for people to go and look at. But yeah, we, we are going to be very diligent about our branding. Um, I don't know exactly how we're going to take it. If we're, we're not going to just sell them as kit homes. Yeah. It's not a kit home. It's a very like, well thought out, well engineered. It needs, it can be built quickly. So you, you need you wanna, to know what you're doing. So you want to do like, like crumble cookie for like, we would probably build them for people and you'll, you'll franchise it and they would have a certain name and yeah. Okay. Or we, we would, um, I don't know if franchise is the right word, but we would, we would partner strategic mm -hmm. partner with a, well, but a lot of people. Like yeah. we could build. Well, I know if I were getting into it, I would much prefer like, like I know the systems that you guys have in place. I would much prefer to take yeah. a percentage knowing that like you guys can, can provide a lot of the, the struggle, like you, you guys have been through it and figured out all the stuff and, and scaled and been successful. And so mm -hmm. that would be, which I'm, I'm just explaining the franchise model, but you know, that'd be much yeah. better than just being like, Oh, I'm going to go build them on my own and, and figure it out for myself and, yeah. and have my you know, then you have to hire a couple people to do all that stuff. And then, and, and then, you know, it'd be harder to scale. And I mean, for me, it'd drive me crazy yeah. since that's not my personality <laughs> type, but we just get incredible economies of scale for these. Like we're just the way that everything is, the materials are packed and, um, you know, uh, shipping over multiple at one time. Mm -hmm. I think there might be a time we're not, we, we, we probably will sell some of the more, um, I don't want to say basic models, but some of the more like, um, less intense yeah. <laughs> models that we can just build for, for people and maybe locations yeah. that we it's want It's like, to I want one in the back of my yard and, oh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like I want to, we have had a lot of people approach us for that. So, but we just want to make sure we, um, get the process down first. Cause it's been really interesting going through it for the first time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Shipping delays, you know, all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you guys have learned the whole, uh, uh, extremely scrappy, maybe it doesn't go as well and figure it out. And so. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, that's a great wet model, but as you have elevated, you're probably uh, not wanting to go back there. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. We actually, yeah, we hired people to put in foundations and pull utilities, and yeah, we did. We did. Andrew was heavily involved in all the processes because I think it's like, like you say, it's important to learn. Mm -hmm. Because, he, um, he, but he didn't know that before. Actually, you and Clayton and Dad taught him a lot of that. Yeah, because. Um, well, even, even if you don't do the plumbing and you don't mm -hmm. do the electrical, it's so nice to know what it takes. It is. Because then you can actually not get ripped off on your bids or not have it take five weeks when it's really should only take two days. Mm -hmm. So that's been super valuable. Yeah. And admittedly, oh, one sec. <laughs> Are we offline? So. All right, we're back. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. That's pretty annoying. But uh, 
Yeah. I actually usually just keep that part. So if you were listening, yeah, my camera is old enough that uh, I need to get a better one that doesn't turn off. So, <laughs> and then every time it's like almost like part two because I can never remember what we were talking about. In my one, tr- one track mind. Chapter two. <laughs> so we just finished up talking about scaling. More yes. Happens. Yes. And what that looks like, which is still ambiguous a little bit. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is we just, I don't know what tomorrow holds. <laughs> I know. Right now, I'm just hoping our windows arrive. Yeah. <laughs> that is the number one thing. <laughs> is it like just a couple of days delayed or are we talking like your team is going to leave and then you guys are going to have to figure out how to put them up yourself? So the shipment from Europe was amazing. The company was amazing. Mm-hmm. But the inland shipping company from New York, yeah. we learned our lesson and we'll send to Seattle next time because we can, we're 10 hours away from yeah. Seattle in most of our areas. Well, technically, couldn't you get it in Lewiston, which is an inland port, the farthest inland? Is it? It is, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, really close to where we're from in Idaho. I did not know that. Yeah. They can bring a huge it's, barge? Yeah, there's a ocean port in Idaho in Lewiston that a barge can go through. Oh, man, we should do that. Mm-hmm. That's why they have the whole locks and we everything. I message that to Andrew. So, I did not know that. Yeah, furthest, furthest inland port on the west. Obviously, the Mississippi... That would be uh, great because that would get us close to so many of our markets. But yeah, these this company, well, one, when they were unloading the container, they dropped one of our packages of windows. And it broke? And some of them broke. We wow. need to get them so we can inventory them so we can, because we're sending hot, some cedar hot tubs and stoves and a bunch of other things from Turkey um, in a secondary shipment. And so we need to inventory anything that's been damaged. Now, these things are going to be so cool. I cannot yeah. wait. <laughs> um, but we can't inventory if they don't give us our windows. Yeah. So honestly, everything has gone so smoothly with the exception of this inland trucking company, which I don't even know the name of. But, you know, there's been storms in yeah. the East. Ship, shipping in general is just a hard industry. Mm-hmm. But it really stinks when you're the one being affected by it. I'm sure, yeah. <gasps> and this isn't traditional shipping. This is like... It's you like know, a huge semi. It, you're taking up the entire semi. Yes. You have the shipping container, the, the, multiple shipping containers, right? And yeah, so yeah. can understand how that could be a nightmare. We learned a lot though with that, and we'll definitely do it different next time. For sure, because we've never, like, we've never really shipped things because on this scale, like, yeah, we dabbled in product before, mm. and we shipped things internationally with DHL, but that's so. Yeah. and you different. can utilize other people's systems for that versus now yes. you have to like reinvent a system so you know this is iteration one it's guaranteed to be better moving forward <laughs> so taking recommendations for great shipping companies that can carry like heavy shipping containers yeah full of lumber and wow. windows and aluminum and all the things which actually if you could get them to lewiston my few contacts uh Ooh. well think about all the shipping oh. companies in grangeville you could literally utilize them call them up hey. yeah jacob's oil i don't know other people i know and then if you know them they'll be like a little more <laughs> diligent to not break your things yeah yeah uh i need to look into that i actually didn't even know that it makes sense the columbia river or mm-hmm. the, yeah. yeah well and that's you know like the locks where the river rises and stuff like that's all because of the barges so yeah and i mean that would be a five hour drive from us in glacier and a seven hour in yellowstone probably yeah because you can yeah. go the other way yeah so that'd be pretty nice well dang it should have done this podcast two months ago yeah, I know. No, hopefully, I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm like fairly certain that's you see the barges when we uh, used to wakeboard a lot and stuff. So, yeah, no, you know, some fun waves they would produce for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, but huh. yeah, and it did, it did remind me, uh, that's where you say Andrew learned to like actually do the projects instead of hire them out. But that's something I'm still, now I'm trying to do the opposite where mm. I definitely struggle at, maybe it's just kind of the Idaho roots. And if you knew our dad, like he works 24 seven and, uh, just goes, 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 and saves every dollar and doesn't yeah. hire anything out. And it's kind of ingrained in me. And so even if it takes 10 times longer, like my pride won't let me do it. Yeah. And even if I'm losing money because of that, uh, you don't realize you're losing money a lot yeah. of the time though. And you're like, Oh man, that took me mm -hmm. four times as long. <laughs> and admittedly, it's also easier. Like if you don't have the relationships, it's easier to do it yourself than have to build it and figure that out and make sure you're getting the right prices. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just, uh, I'm stubborn and think it's the best way. It's also just challenging to switch. And so, yeah. uh, but that's true. Both sides are good. I think I always think like the first time you do something, you should like struggle through it and figure it out. And, uh, you know, like I'm trying to be the general contractor on my house. Uh, and I know it's not my end game, what I want to do, but I do want to develop many oh. houses. And I think doing the first one and being first two, one's always the hardest. Yeah. And being two or time, two or three times as slow, which for me, I can't afford because the land was free. And so the math works out. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm just hoping like, I will save money by being the general, but I still just hope that it costs the same amount as if I had a general and like that difference will be my education. Um, yeah. and then the next ones, uh, I'll know more. So anyways, maybe that's not like the smartest way to do it, but that's, that's, uh, you I think know, people pay a lot of money for education. So yeah. if you can like make, save money, AKA make money mm -hmm. and be, and go through that, I think it's really valuable. Yeah. Maybe not like every build, like you said, but yeah, you should have Andrew on this podcast next. I should. You guys could chat for a long time. No, he, <laughs> oh, I know. Well, yeah, uh, he just needs to launch his own. So I know <laughs> everyone keeps saying that. He's like, Andrew should become a blogger. I'm like, well, I'm maybe like, I should be like his film crew. Well, it's like you can ask him a question because so he's been doing this thing this year where instead of listening to like how many books did he read last year? Oh, like 40. It was, it was like 40, 50, you know? Yeah. And, and by read, it's like usually a podcast. Yeah. And so this year he made a goal to call people yeah. instead of listening to the podcast or to the audiobooks. And so we have frequent phone calls yeah. and like you ask him like anything and you just get like, like the best <laughs> in depth answer. And, he, answer. you know, he can he can shorten it or lengthen it. And I'm like, man, like you just need to <laughs> no. you need to you need to send this to the world because it's good stuff. I should start stuff. interviewing him on these builds. Just don't even tell him just. Even just like record him on the phone, not even know. And yeah. anyways, I'm I, gonna do that. You I think that's, me. that's content the world needs. So, yeah. Yeah. so Andrew, when you listen to this, uh, do star. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't know anything else. It's we're about like 35 minutes, so we can we can end or it's been fun. I know. I know. No. Yeah. No coincidences. The meeting. That's right. Canceled. I'm glad it got canceled. It better. I'm, I'm in. I'm here only for the day in Utah. I'm back to Montana. That's right. And so we feel so blessed. <laughs> and she had a she had like a full day, so we we pretty much just like ate a brief lunch together, and then we're going to depart. And yeah, her meeting yeah, and canceled. Another hour and a half. And I uh, I was actually just going to show her the the podcast, and then I was like, all right, I pressed record. Let's go. <laughs> so here it is. Uh, but thanks so much yeah. for being on the podcast, and uh, love to to have you again. Uh, follow up on the building process obviously we're in similar worlds yes 
And uh, we'll, and we'll get Andrew here next time. Yeah, we'll get Andrew here we next can time. Talk more technical. So that'd be phenomenal. <laughs> but so thanks a bunch and uh, safe travels back to Montana. Thank thanks you. for listening, whoever you are. See you next time. <laughs>